Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to the IFH Podcast Network. For more amazing filmmaking and screenwriting podcasts, just go to IFHPodcastNetwork.com. show welcome back well me welcome back me i guess you're probably you've probably been sitting there tapping your finger on the podcast refresh button wondering where it's been last episode i said i had surgery coming up and it might be like a month uh turns out it's about five months and we're back sort of for the moment i am back We've got some more episodes lined up but i'm gonna talk about it in a second this is basically just gonna be a catch-up to where we are now what's been going on had surgery, went on a trip, school, some other stuff happened. So I'm just going to catch you up before the episodes start again, in case you've been wondering. And also, if you're remotely interested in donating a kidney, I'm going to talk about that process so you know what you're getting into. But I highly recommend it because you can change someone's life. First and foremost, thanks to a couple people that reached out to me after surgery. I really appreciated that. I guess I had a few people worried so they hadn't heard from me in a little bit, so they reached out, make sure I was okay, and I definitely appreciate it. The surgery did go well, went in super early. It was like 6.30 in the morning, did not sleep the night before. I remember it was the first day of the Women's World Cup, so I stayed up and watched that game. It was the opening game of the entire cup, so I was like, well, I can watch this because I can't sleep. There's no way I'm going to be able to sleep. Um, my wife, Maggie, drove me to the hospital, got checked in, 6.30, said hi to Kalina, and her husband, Harry, and then we talked about Animal animal Crossing for about five minutes, and then they said, yeah, it's the doctors, like, it's a hospital, you're going to wait. So we're like, let's let's gear up to talk. Well, that didn't happen. They said, you're up. So I got called back immediately, got all geared up, a.k.a. got completely naked, <laughs> got my little gown on and everything, my little socks. They they put some, they gave me some fun drugs and whatever, Uh they they put something in my abdomen that said that was going to help for pain. This will come back later. So I had a little mini surgery sort of that was an implant that was supposed to help things after surgery. And I said, sure, go for it. And after a brief wait, I went back. Freezing cold. ORs are always super cold. I guess I guess it's because they don't want people to sweat or something. I've never, I don't know. It's just freezing cold. I was freezing cold. 
I don't know about everybody else, but, you know, I was just in my little gown. Gave me some oxygen. The guy said, breathe deep. I did. And this time, last time I had gas, I I had my wisdom teeth removed and I felt uh, there was no passage of time. I, I had no idea that anything had happened. I They said to count. I started to count and I passed out and immediately woke up. There was no passage. This time I could I could hear the sounds in the room all of a sudden come really into focus. The 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 people talking, the chatter and the clanging of uh, machines and stuff, whatever tools, etc. And it all came just kind of into focus. And then, then there was a knob, a volume knob that started turning down. And then the world it was like a Looney Tunes cartoon at the end where it just went to black down to a fine point, And then I was out this time. I didn't dream or anything, but I could tell that time had passed when I woke up. It was just it was just blackness. And I woke up and I had a catheter, and I, I'm sure they told me that, but I forgot. So all of a sudden, oh, yeah, great. This is happening. Tremendous pain. <laughs> that little thing that they put in my abdomen did not help, or maybe it did, and it was just so bad that, uh, you know, it, didn't, it could only do so much. Anyway, tremendous pain. Uh, tremendous bloating. What they do for the kidney surgery— to remove it, it's obviously they put you under. And I have three small incisions on my left side. They they typically take the left one because it's the easiest to get to. Uh, then I have a, a big scar below my belly button. And what they did was they blew me up like a balloon. And they put in their little machines and their little lasers or whatever into the small incisions. The big incision was where the doctor reached his hand in, grabbed the kidney like Kano from Mortal Kombat and ripped it out and hit and hopefully, I didn't ask him this, but hopefully he held it up and watched it pulsate like Kano does. I'm only hoping he does that. He did that. I forgot to ask. I also forgot to ask him a picture. I wanted to see a picture of my kidney. I completely forgot. Anyway, they they wheeled me back to my my room, and Maggie was there waiting on me. And, and then I started my recovery. And what recovery is, you lay there, and you have a, not a bowl full of jelly, but a bowl full of gas, and... It's uh, it's just sitting there, and what you have to do is I I was there for two days, two night, two nights, two nights total. Um, I went home on Saturday after a surgery on Thursday, and the waiting around is mainly for your bowels to start moving. They gave me a lot of pain meds, whatever. The pain meds actually uh, don't help that. The pain meds will actually stop uh, your bowels from moving a little bit. So they 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 keep you there to make sure that everything wakes up because. From what I understand, what they tell me, just the trauma of having surgery like that stops everything. So you, they have to make sure it all wakes up. So I basically had to like, I had to get my fart count up, <laughs> which is the, which is not something I thought I would ever say. But they wanted to make sure that things were moving, and they eventually did. It took it took until Saturday where I had you know the the right farts to <laughs> to get out of the hospital. Uh, part of that was standing up. Uh, on Friday, so uh, yeah, Thursday, it was just was just sleeping and hanging out and taking pain meds. Friday, they said, "All right, you got to get up." So I, you have to start moving. That's the only way your bowels start moving. So I got up, and I, all I did was walk to a chair, and it was like, Jesus Christ, that was that was a that was a a feat for sure. But then after you get up a number of times, you can start walking around the the hallways, and and luckily, knock on wood. Uh, I have I seem to have a pretty good recovery rate for that. I'll I'll talk about some other stuff later. Uh, but I was walking on, around the hallways pretty good, pretty quickly. Once I got the hang of it, and I had a you know a walker and everything. 
And I say walking, but I was kind of scooting, but it's just the fact that I was moving. So I walked down the hall and went and see, saw Kalina and her amazing family who kept coming over to visit me as well. They would come over. Her mom was super sweet and was making sure I was okay and everything. Whenever I saw them and then went back to the room, came back to the house on Saturday. I, th- I felt like I was good enough and I just wanted to get out of the hospital. You can't, you can't sleep or rest there. And I just kind of hung out on the, on the couch for weeks after that. Um, it, there was some trouble getting my pain medicine, Percocets, because there was a shortage here in Mableton. And all the pharmacies, when Maggie was roaming around looking for them, she was like, yeah, they're like, we still have them. And I was like, uh, excuse me? <laughs> no, they did not have them at the hospital because the pharmacy was closed because it was Saturday and people don't need drugs on Saturday. So in the future, if you do do this, maybe plan ahead when you're going home a little bit better than I did because I was not thinking of this. Um, I talk. I I actually will also say Kalina uh, came and recorded a podcast. I'm not going to double cover the ground that we covered on there, but there's some stuff about my recovery and her recovery that you should definitely listen to the episode when it comes out. Uh, but I will say, because I'm being open here, and if you are thinking about this, and if you have testicles, just know that they will probably heart, uh, 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 throb and hurt um, a lot because apparently that's just something that happens, and they neglected to tell me about that. That that was that was a not fun surprise and something I should have been told. I definitely would have remembered that. I, I keep thinking back. Did they tell me that? Because I went to the hospital, Emory, several times, like all day. Like you get checked up over and over and over and over. I would have remembered testicle pain. I definitely would have been like, oh, that's something to keep in mind. Let me write that down. <laughs> I I was not told about this. Maybe they didn't know. That's that's worse. I think. Anyway, anyway, that happened. So be careful about that. If you have pain medicine, it's fine. It's not debilitating testicle pain. It's just really annoying. It's like you it's like you were kicked in the groin a couple days ago and it's just like, oh man. But it's just kinda it's just kinda constant, you know, constant underlying issue. But it went away. It went away eventually. The main issue is the gas. Again, the gas is still there. It doesn't just it doesn't just float away. The gas is still inside of you, so my my abdomen was severely swollen, and I'm just I'm sitting on the couch. I have to get up and walk around, um, make sure everything's still moving. And the more I do walk, of course, the more things do move. The more the gas gets out of my body, and the better I feel, etc. So it's incentive to walk. Well, eventually I get to the point. Two weeks after surgery, it's time to go take a trip. <laughs> I told the doctors this, and they thought it was insane. But two weeks after that, I was good enough. I, I, I was thinking about it on the, way, on the way up to that two-week mark where we had to go on the trip. I was like, man, if, I don't know if I can, if, you know, if it gets to the point where I can't make it, I don't know. But this trip was to go spread um, my mom's ashes. My sister and I and our families went up to go spread her ashes up in Michigan where she's from. So obviously it's an important trip. This wasn't just like a fun, super like wee vacation trip. This had some importance to it. So I was ready to go, and we were driving up. We were not flying. I would not have been able to fly, probably. Uh, but I, I did. we did drive up. I drove off and on on the way up, um, and then Maggie took over uh, because I would just get unbelievably tired and just kind of out of it after a while. And I think part of it because we were going straight north and we were going over mountains and stuff, and there's elevation change, and I had had surgery, so my, my blood and everything was all over the place, whatever. I don't know. I couldn't drive all the way up. 
We made some great stops. It was one place in Tennessee, Junior Banks Fortress of Faith in Greenback, Tennessee. We got to meet Junior Banks at his castle. It is a castle he built. It's If you've ever been to uh, Somerville, if you've been to Howard Finster's Paradise Garden up there, it's kind of like that, but a little scarier. <laughs> Uh, some of the some of the rooms were were a little like I mean I think he's actually had horror films shoot there he told me he they they've had some horror uh, some films and some photo shoots there so I think he knows they're scary uh, but it seemed like a place that in, in a movie we probably would have been like the opening hook we would have been killed and then somebody comes to find us or something uh, but I had a lot of fun I I thought it was super cool uh, Junior was super cool. He said, "There's some there's some paintings there that he says he he's like I didn't paint these. These just appeared one day. So you know it's it's a very interesting place. So if you ever find yourself in in Tennessee in the in Greenback Tennessee, I highly recommend to go. Made some other stops along the way. We had Skyline Chili in Cincinnati. Maggie had the actual like the spaghetti chili stuff with the cheese. And I I had um, so I'm, I'm gluten free. I couldn't I couldn't eat that, but." I had I had something else there. I can't remember what it was. All I remember is walking out of the restroom after we got there, and our food had come. And all I see in, in our on our table are two giant pound, like mounds of orange from the cheese that they had sprinkled all over it. Just ridiculous, <laughs> just ridiculous. It was fun to try. I'm not sure I would like run back there, but it was fun to try. We went up to Michigan, picked our son up from the Detroit airport. Saw 8 Mile. Not the movie, but the actual 8 Mile. That was fun. Then we went up to northern Michigan, which this is part of my lesson, actually. This is a small little lesson today. It's it's the, Again, this is mainly a recap of where I've been. But my little lesson about travel and getting to know if, I, if you're going to be a writer, a storyteller, whatever, is getting out to the country. I had absolutely no idea, or the world, wherever you want to go. I had absolutely no idea that upper Michigan, they call themselves Youpers. You know, if you look at the map, there's lower Michigan, and then there's upper Michigan, the little peninsula part, whatever. Um, they call themselves the Youpers for upper upper Michigan, and they they had some of the places that we went into, they had posters about, like, Youper superiority and stuff of, like, we should secede from the nation. And I was like, I didn't know this kind of crazy happened up here. <laughs> I you so, It's not something you hear about, and if you don't travel up there— how are you supposed to know about it? So that's why I say you got to go out and experience things to to find stuff to write about. Write what you know, they say. Well, if you don't know anything because you don't go anywhere, well, what are you going to do? Go find out where the next youper is because I think eventually I'm going to put that in. I have to put that in a story somewhere. You're welcome to do it yourself. Like, there's nothing stopping you. I just thought it was really interesting. Anyway, we said goodbye to mom and then... Maggie Mason and I went to Canada. It was my first time to Canada, and it was their first time traveling internationally. And you know that joke in South Park where they say there's one road in Canada? We went on that road, and it's not a joke, and it travels all the way across Canada. And we we saw nobody. You know, there's some roads in Georgia that you can go on, and you're like, man, this is a desolate area. But eventually you see you see an exit. And you, there's a gas station or something. And you maybe, you see other cars traveling. You think, oh, there's other people on the planet with me right now. Cool. We saw nobody. And this is not the middle of the night. This is the middle of the day. You have to get off of this main road 
and go up a random road just to go find civilization, which we did. And we, we met some really cool people. We had a great time up there. Uh, we went to Toronto. There's a which has a lot of civilization, and that's apparently where everybody lives because that place was packed. <laughs> it has like the same size or population, I think, of Atlanta, but everybody's squashed into the city versus Atlanta is very spread out. So different experiences. Cool place, though. There's a very cool restaurant, a D&D themed restaurant. It's more like it's like super nerd town, but it's it's a lot of D&D stuff. Uh, you can roll to get what kind of like hamburger you're going to get. And they had gluten-free options, so I was very appreciative of that. But you roll stats to get a hamburger, and you just get what you get. You take the chance. It, it's, it's really fun. And the, everything that we had was delicious, so everything went together. It was really nice. On the way to Toronto, we actually stopped in a town called Sudbury, where they film Letterkenny. If you watch that show, and I'm assuming Shorzy, but mainly Letterkenny. We stopped at a few of the locations. There's a like a convenience store uh, where the skids would dance and stuff. And actually, when we pulled up to that place, there were real life skids dancing uh, in an, like in an abandoned truck or something. And I was like, "What? <laughs> Come on! Did they plan this? Did they know we we're coming?" Then we went to the the hockey rink where they shoot, obviously the hockey stuff, and also the farm, the farmhouse where we accidentally met. Uh, one of the owners of the of the farm, their dog was not happy that we were out there taking pictures and came running up. Uh, and she she came out of the house and called him back. And then we just talked for about 10 minutes. She was super nice. She was she said she was she doesn't really she likes the show in that she doesn't really watch it. And she doesn't get the humor, she said, but she really likes the way they make the farm look because it always looks beautiful. And it did it like I mean, yeah, she's not wrong. It looks it looked great. Stayed in Toronto for a minute, went to Niagara Falls, saw, I, I had seen Niagara Falls from the U.S. side, and got to see it from the Canadian side, which is almost like, I don't know, Myrtle Beach or something, or Las Vegas. It was nuts. We had traveled so far that when I pointed out to my son, Mason, I said, yeah, just over there is New York. And he was like, New York? I was like, yeah, you know, you know the state, New York? And he, he was like looking at my mouth, and he was like, New York. <laughs> yes, the the United States state, New York. We had, I mean, we started in Michigan and we went so far through Canada. I mean, we drove like eight hours. So all of a sudden we're in, just across from us is New York. It just blew his mind. Like, yeah, that's how geography is. Anyway, he's young. <laughs> that was fun. And then we dropped him off at the Detroit airport and then drove down through Columbus, went through a really cool German town. They had this really uh, huge bookstore that is open super late and you have to have a map to get through it. It was awesome. Came back through Louisville and that is how you say it. We asked Louisville, Kentucky. We had the hot brown, which I texted Jordan Blair Brown about. Apparently I had, I didn't know that the hot brown was a, was a sandwich and she has named herself after a sandwich on Instagram. If you follow her and she said, yes, that is the classic. And it was, it was very good. It was completely ridiculous. Apparently, people used to eat that after they danced all night, and I don't see how. And then they would go dance again. I don't believe that last part. There's no way you could dance after having that sandwich. You you would just barf everywhere. There's no way. Got to see Louisville City SC. Made it through most of the game because I got really, really worn out at that point. Um, I had to go back to the hotel, but really fun game. And then we got home. And since then, it's been a lot of class. Shot a film, little short film. Over Halloween, uh, the weekend before, 
then I uh, Hootie Who Productions dusted flew out and we shot a. We were going to shoot a different project with Molly Coffee, uh, but that kind of fell through because of the strike and stuff. So that's on the back burner for now. Uh, but we wanted to shoot something because he was coming into town to tell his parents more about his upcoming project called Baby, which he has said publicly, so I can say publicly, <laughs> that uh, I learned on the big this huge trip that he uh, he and his girlfriend are having a baby. So that'll be that'll be exciting. Dustin as a father is probably the most terrifying thing I can think of. So good luck, baby. But we shot that over the weekend. Then I had a, a concert the next day, saw Dragon Force, and then it was my birth no, that was on my birthday. Then Halloween, which was which is super fun. Another concert, I saw Bell Witch, which was amazing. And then the next day I couldn't move. <laughs> I physically couldn't get out of bed. Um I I had just completely destroyed myself. So that I talked about recovery, and this is the latter part of that, is that after the the pain started to go away, what really hit me was the fatigue. Uh, if I did too much, you know, Maggie and I would go, uh, Halloween shopping during September and October to get things going. We, you know, we always go crazy on Halloween, but we would go to stores just to look for stuff. And I would hit, we would hit like two or three stores and be like, I have to go home. Like I, I am, I'm done. I am absolutely done. Exercising has been a huge pain. I've gained a bunch of weight, which really sucks. Cause I gained, I mean, I lost all that weight a few years ago. But whatever, I can do it again. It's just been really difficult because exercising is tough. I am back to hiking. I was able to go on a, a, a fairly long hike recently. Um, but I'm a member of a Facebook group about living donor people, whatever, survivors. I don't know. Uh, anyway, um, and they just tell all these stories. You know, everybody's recovery is different. Mine was like, oh, I feel great. You know, I've got some pain, but I'm able to move around. Um Pain, pain, pain. Oh, it's going away. Oh, you know, I I suddenly can't do anything because I take five steps and I get exhausted. It's really, really weird. But that's almost over. I'm almost back to normal. Just trying to keep moving around, exercising and everything. Um, functionally, my body is almost, weirdly to say, perfect. All the tests at Emory confirmed it. I, I've gone through several rounds of testing afterwards to make sure that my levels are okay, blood... All my kidney function, my liver function, whatever, it's all fine. And it is. Saw Colleen and her husband. Maggie and I went out to dinner with them the other night. And that was a lot of fun. And she's doing well. And again, we recorded an episode of her show, The Credits. So make sure to go subscribe over to that and get that. Because she talks about that way more on her side. And I don't want to step all over her toes about her recovery and her, her experience. So it's definitely worth listening to. And it's very exciting that she's back and she's able to do it now because she wasn't able to do it for so long. So if you're interested at all, I would go to the National Kidney Foundation. You can sign up for a list. I mean, maybe you know somebody who needs a kidney. You can just get tested. It doesn't cost you anything. I've paid nothing uh, this entire time. I've got round after round after round. I know every single thing that's wrong with me uh, because <laughs> I have a, I, one thing. I have an enlarged pancreas. <laughs> which is weird, but they didn't care. They were like, oh, that doesn't mean anything. I was like, okay, why does it show up on the chart? But okay, they didn't They didn't care. Everything else is fine. So I know everything about my body paid nothing. You know, usually you have to go to the doctor and you get test after test. It costs a lot of money, even with insurance. Nothing. You just have to go through that, getting tested, P-tests and all that kind of stuff. But if you don't know anybody, 
National Kidney Foundation. You can sign up on a list. You can do what's called it's like a matchmaking service where maybe maybe you do know somebody and you're not a match, but through through this matchmaking matchmaking thing, you donate to somebody else that you are a match with, and then your intended recipient, your friend or whoever, gets moved way up and and gets matched with somebody else in that same matchmaking thing. So you move up. It's like a it's like a pair, like a cameo. You know the new Mortal Kombat game, the cameo system. You move up together as, as friends, and and you know you can't directly donate maybe, but you can you can help them move up the the ranks. So there's all sorts of options. It's it's I mean it's really cool. Did not think that at this point. It was about a year ago. Um, speaking of which, <laughs> one year ago my mom died, but it was about a year ago that I signed up for uh, for the donation service uh, just 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 to see. It was last November, and Kalina had posted about it. And I was like, I'll check, whatever, I'll try. And lo and behold, half a year later, I'm in surgery. So if you listen this far, I really appreciate it. And do do think about it. Do think about it. It's a very cool, very cool thing to do. If I say so myself. But I mean, lots of people do it. And they're all very cool. There's lots of people on this living donor thing. You can probably even sign up for that and be like, hey, I'm just, I'm just checking out the waters. I want to know what I'm in for. Which you should. You should ask as many questions as possible. They're very thorough about that. Every step they ask me, are you being coerced into this? Do you want to stop? And at any point I could say, I'm out. And all they would do is say, you're not a match. And that's it. And that, that would end that would end everything. But again, I have some more episodes coming up soon. I'm slowly getting things back together. Class was also very, very crazy. Crazier than I thought. Um, I just honestly did not feel up to doing this. I didn't feel like having people over to see me all bloated <laughs> and like fatigued and like trying to catch my breath and stuff. But I'm finally back to the point where I feel like I can have people over. Some of my little foam things have fallen down. I have to I have to super glue those back up to the wall. But that's easy enough to do. That's that's easy to fix. Also recently had to go up to North Carolina. My dad is in a nursing home up there uh, and he has recently gone into hospice. So that uh, was 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 not great. That was not fun um, for anybody involved. Uh, most mostly him, of course. Um, he's had dementia for several years now. I guess about five years now. Uh, but went up for his birthday, November twenty fifth. Uh, had a great birthday. Had lots of visitors. He got kind of tired of us because there were so many people in the room. And uh, after the weekend was done, we asked if we were. He was ready for us to leave, and I said yes. <laughs> It was a lot. Uh, it was definitely a lot. There's a lot of people. Uh, but that was fun. But that whole situation is, you know, just, it's been a lot. So I'm going to have some more episodes coming up, some cool stuff. Make sure you subscribe if you're not, ATL Film Chat. Also on social media stuff. I don't post a lot these days. I used to post all the time. But but still, you might want to know when there's major updates or something or like a live event or something fun. And yeah, let's get ready for 2024, which is, I don't, I'm not sure if that's more futuristic sounding than 2023 but it's very it's very far off sounding but it's it's literally around the corner so here we go 2024 and see you in the new year thanks for listening to atlanta film chat subscribe on apple podcasts spotify or wherever you find your podcasts the show is produced by Tranquil Aggression Productions and Zombie Cat Productions. Your host is Chuck Thomas. Editing is by Joshua Goldkey. The soundtrack is by Michael Breezy Keys Jones. I 
am your humble announcer, Rob Scheimer. Remember, you are your own biggest fan. So go out, make your projects, and don't let anyone stop you.